from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Two VEASAN final countdown coming at you. Remember, everybody, basketball season is ready to tip off, and now's the time. Get in there. Get your VEASAN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep. You got all 30 teams covered. Our hoop experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners. You got win totals, playoff teams, uh, player awards as well. Plus five betting tips if you're a beginning NBA better. Give yourself an edge this NBA season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for just 99 bucks. You get access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And like, Question that's for you. What? What kind of horse is that guy? Whenever he's on the whenever he's on his on the buggy and he's like driving it, what kind of horses are they? Clydesdale. There you go. See how easy it was? You didn't even think about it just then. Clydesdale. If you like, if you when you're thinking about it, it's when you can't say Clydesdale. What's that's true. See? Wow. See what See? I think. Honestly, See? you know what it is. I think it's the run in between Budweiser Clydesdale. Ah, I think it's they the, all run together. Yes, yeah. it's all the S's. There's a lot happening there. But we all so just and you See, measure I knew a how horse. Easy you were gonna say. I, I, I knew whenever I was just saying it in a it, questioning, you were just gonna be able to fire it off. I no forgot that you measure a horse in hands. I think that's an interesting. This is uh, another Topic. credit to mysterious yes. producer Steph, who never wants <laughs> Stephanie to. Stephanie yes, Kamershack yes, with yeah, all the yeah. with all the intrigue. I am pretty bummed though. I think it would have been really cool if we just had a Clydesdale behind us here next year. Next ne- year we're making ne- it happen. Year, Don't listen, you worry. Listen, they're going to line two or three of them up like right <laughs> behind us or whatever, and we're getting that one, that gigantic one. Yes, we're getting absolutely. A, we're getting um, we're getting Seattle for sure. We did have another run scored in this game down here, two to one now in favor of the Mariners as we head towards. Oh no, it is. Uh, let's see, let's see two. Two outs there in the fifth inning. Yep, top of the fifth. And uh, also, this hour, we'll continue some of that South Point 400 talk. Jeff Motley, you know him, you love him from the Gone Racing podcast. He will join us in just a little bit as well. But we're going to continue our NFL talk because contest lines dropped today for those of you that are in the Circa Million and across the country. Everybody's involved in different uh, against the spread contests. And so one of the games that we talked about with Lane briefly there was Chiefs-Bills going head-to-head. The Chiefs on an eight-game regular season home win streak but an underdog at Arrowhead against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills this week Patrick Mahomes at home has never been shorter than minus two and a half 
at Arrowhead. So the fact that he's an underdog in this spot is very unique. But I know you like the Bills this week. Yeah, I, I bet the Bills when this opened at two. So before the Chiefs had played. And so, uh, you know, it, it moved to two and a half. Off of what I guess people are looking at as a bad performance from the Chiefs, it, I thought it was I thought it was fine. I mean, they came back from they came from behind, and I mean, like you know, there's something to be said for for all that. And I think that they got a, the best effort from the Raiders that the Raiders could possibly have given. So I mean, you know, it's it doesn't really change my opinion all that much from what I saw from the Chiefs this past week. I just think it's I just think the Bills are a better team right now, and mainly because this Bills offense has just figured out how to march the ball down the field really like without any sort of resistance almost whatsoever. I mean, like, and I understand Chiefs, the, the Chiefs defensive line has been a little bit better than what the Bills have seen so far. But Josh Allen and this and, and crew have figured out, man, it's just, it's so amazing watching this offense mm-hmm. move up and down the field. And so I, I tend to lean towards they're going to be able to throw and move the ball down the field on this Chiefs team as well. Now, will the Chiefs be able to, fire back. And that's kind of where I made my stand on the bills is that I think if you're looking at this at under a field goal, I give the advantage on offense to the bills and I give the advantage on defense to the bills. I understand there is some home field advantage stuff going on there. And if there is any place where there might be still a true home field advantage outside of us, just saying it's negligible. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a half point whatever, maybe it's a point and a half, you know, with with the Chiefs. Maybe there is a, you know, a little bit of that at play for sure. But for me, uh, I give the edge on both sides of the ball to the Bills squad. And if that's the case and I'm only, you know, they've only got to keep this thing within a, uh, they only got to win by a field goal. And that's where I was at. And not that any NFL team needs added motivation going into a game, but obviously this is the rematch of last year's AFC division game that 13 seconds heard around the world and Josh Allen and company certainly very hungry to get their redemption here. Something I thought interesting, this has nothing to do with the contest, but the total in the game 54, it is the highest total on the board this week, but Mahomes Allen game so far in four meetings have averaged 55.3 points per game total. I just found that fascinating the way that these two offensive has have zipped back and forth. Josh Allen currently leads the NFL in passing yards and second in passing touchdowns and against Kansas city has had a lot of success. Um, let's keep going down contest lines mm-hmm. though. What, what are another, that another one or two that really intrigued you for this week? Yeah. I mean, if you're one of those dudes that plays the Thursday game, which I don't because then you have to put your picks in for the whole week. I mean, I'd probably be on the commanders here, even though it's, it's basically set at one, which is the same you're getting right now. I mean, it has moved to a point and a half at a couple of different books out there, but again, I'm, that's not my style. So I just kind of hold on. I want to get the full injury reports before I, do any of that. The one that really stands, I mean, like that really stands out. I played Cincinnati on the money line as soon as that as soon as that game hit. It is sitting one and a half from a contest standpoint. It's at two and a half right now, and probably has a. It's at, well, it's two majority of the books, but will definitely move to two and a half if not three if things hold here from the Saints side of things, which is Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas both did not practice on Thursday. Chris Olave is still in the concussion protocol. Mm -hmm. And so you might have not your wide receiver one or wide receiver two or wide receiver three for this game. And it doesn't matter if Jameis, who, by the way, practiced on on a limited basis today for the Saints team. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback. It could be a healthy Jameis. It could be Andy Dalton. It doesn't matter if you're – if you're throwing to, you know, practice squad guys or whatever, it's not going to be enough because listen, you can talk about how bad Cincinnati's offense has been and it has been pretty bad so far this year. And Zach Taylor's not been able to figure out like, look, I will say this though, beginning of last year, they played these super soft, too deep shell offenses. I mean, defenses against Patrick Mahomes. And if you remember last year when everyone was like, Oh my God, this chief's offense is broken. Mm -hmm. Well, it took them about half a season and they figured out how to combat it. Well, that's what they're doing to Joe Burrow this year. Maybe they figure out over the course of the next few weeks how to combat it. But that being said, it doesn't really matter to me because I don't know how the saints, the one bright spot for this Bengals team has been the defense so far and without any of the three guys. And the reason I'm saying this, there is a chance that Olave could play, but stormy, they, they put in these new concussion concussion protocols. protocols, And I think like, they're Look, taking extra, extra precaution with I, all of these guys. Like, I don't want to – I can't say for sure because he, he might play. He might clear. But it seems to me like if you're going to implement this for this week, you're going to kind of like err on the side of caution right. with all these guys. And so, again, that's just me speculating. Hence the I don't situation, have... though, that we're seeing with the Dolphins right yes. now and Teddy Bridgewater still sitting, even though under the initial previous guidelines – 
Bridgewater would have been cleared to continue playing mm-hmm. in last week's game, let alone continuing to sit out the way that he is now. Michael Thomas, by the way, um, the expectation, according to Adam Schefter earlier in the week, was that he was going to make his return this week, but the continued absences at practice certainly do look like it's trending toward him not. Marshawn Lattimore didn't practice as well on the defensive side mm-hmm. for the Saints. Uh, Joe Burrow, though, making his first return to that building since he won he the natty get, for your beloved he Tigers. Gonna, he ain't going to get cheered, though. <laughs> like, like maybe in pregame no or something. Like, like maybe in pregame when he kind of comes right. out there or whatever, maybe they'll give him a little bit of love and all that, but the, he, he ain't going to get cheered in game. That's for sure. I think the other one that does stand out a little bit, we talked about this game already, but just, again, how it differs from contest for, from real life. Jets. It's seven and a half. Yeah, it's seven and a half across the country right now in favor of the Packers, but Jets plus seven here in this contest, which I don't know if this is Circa trying to guess where this is going to be by the time this kicks off or if they just kind of took a stand on this thing. But yeah, it's the seven as opposed to the seven and a half. Maybe this was also to shade it to where they didn't get just one way action on this game from from a contest perspective. But uh, interesting there because, again, it is seven and a half every, literally everywhere else rest of the country. So. What about the – so the Vikings-Dolphins, it is there at the three and a half. Um, I laid the three as a bet, but three and a half in the contest plays. I mean, I think that the Vikings should be able to do that. I know that it's on the road, but you're taking on a rookie seventh-round quarterback and Skylar Thompson making his first career NFL start. The Dolphins had an injury report yesterday that was 14 deep. Um, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill were both full participants at practice today. Um, but he and Waddle both relatively quiet in the last game. They combined for about 70 mm-hmm. yards. I think there's a lot of potential for, I mean, I don't know if you've heard, the Vikings do have some pretty good offensive weapons if they could start clicking together. Yeah, I mean, I, this line just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like, I understand that the, we talked about this. So like, I mean, this, the, yes, this Vikings defense is going to make it annoying to bet on them. They're going to allow people to, to hang around. But again, we're talking about a seventh, seventh round rookie yeah, in, in this in, situation. Yeah, like I get it. He's got playmakers, but I mean, it, it's just a different animal stepping into the NFL and making your first start and playing against an NFL defense. And so this, I did, I also laid the three, I have the three in the account. It was, you know, the second, the only book in town left it up there. And I, cause I thought for sure this thing was going to move to like four and a half right. or whatever. Like I was positive it was going to move to four and a half, but um, you know, I guess maybe because it hasn't been officially, officially named that mm-hmm. he's going to, to start the game, even though we all know all but. that he is. Yeah. yeah. Even though we all know that he is going to start the game. So yeah, that was, that one was, was odd to me as well. Love that play. It'll be even at three and a half from a contest standpoint, I'll still play it. Well, and I just look at last week and if the jets offensively could, you know, it, all, but have their will placed out there mm. against that dolphins defense. I feel like the Vikings should be able to do that. No problem. The Quinn and Williams, Stiff arm of Tyreek Hill, by the way, might just be one of the greatest things I've seen in football ever. It was awesome on that fumble recovery. Yes, you love the replays. <laughs> the replay, yes, the replays are, are fantastic. For that. They are. They're good. Uh, one of the other ones is just it does is differ differing here. The Niners are listed as five and a half point favorites over the Falcons in the contest. It started to click to five in a bunch of the different books around the country, which is probably off of the news that Nick Bosa didn't practice yet again today. And this was one of those things where. I mean, in theory, I suppose they'd let him play without Praxin over the course of a week, but, you know. If there's anyone that would, it would be him. But but, but there's yeah. that. So I would really monitor that tomorrow from an injury standpoint if that would was going to be one of your plays. Again, you talk about I mean, impact players. He's a Well, and he missed it. He came out of the game last yeah. week, too, when the 49ers still were able to dominate the game the way that they did against the Panthers. I am not a believer in this Atlanta Falcons team. I know they've been mm. annoying, and they have kept it close in the majority of their games to this point. Even with the injuries, I still like San Francisco. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Rolling along here, VEASAN Final Countdown. Remember, the NASCAR playoffs are in full swing, and it's time to see all your favorite drivers right here in town in fabulous Las Vegas. The South Point 400's coming up this weekend, October 14th through the 16th at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. VEASAN's own Brent Musburger's the grand marshal of the race. He's also going to broadcast from the track on Sunday morning. Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff. You won't want to miss it. The South Point also has room and ticket packages available. If you want to get out here this weekend, get the information at South pointcasino.com. We welcome to the set now Jeff Motley, VP of PR for the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. You know him, you love him from the Gone Racing podcast presented by VEASAN. Get it anywhere you get your podcast. How pumped are you to finally, like the waiting game is over. We are here. It is South Point 400 weekend. Absolutely. You know, we get excited about this weekend. Part of it because we have such a wonderful partnership with the folks at the South Point. I mean, from Michael Gone and Sally and Ryan and Brendan Gone and all those guys. So for us, this is like a highlight of the year. We run NASCAR twice a year. Uh, The South Point 400 holds a special place in our heart because it is our local sponsor. It's our local group. And, uh, you know, we got so many local drivers that are racing Mm -hmm. too. It's fantastic. We've got, we're going to have two Las Vegas guys in the cup race. We're going to have three Las Vegas guys guys racing Saturday Xfinity race so it's pretty cool to have all these local drivers racing too so let's uh, let's break that down because I don't know if people are just tuning in to the to the playoffs now how, how does it all work out I know we're down to eight that can actually still win it but there's still a full field just for people who don't really bet and don't really understand how this works well we have eight you're right we have eight mm-hmm. drivers remaining in the playoffs if one of those eight drivers were to win this race in Las Vegas then that driver automatically transfers to the final four in Phoenix now he still has to run the last two races mm-hmm. of this round of eight which will be at Homestead Miami Speedway and then Martinsville, Virginia, but he would transfer in. If we, let's say nobody that's mm-hmm. in the final eight wins one of these last three races, then the four guys that are highest in points out of these eight will be the four that transfer into Phoenix. But we have to run full fields because let's be honest about it. I mean, how silly would it look to have eight cars on the track? Right, I mean, who wants right, to pay money right, to see right. eight cars on the track? So at the end of the day, I mean, you want to go out there and mm-hmm. you want to see all the best drivers. You don't want to go to a race. You buy a ticket three months in advance and Kyle Busch gets knocked out of the playoffs or mm-hmm. Kevin Harvick and or if a Chase Elliott got knocked out and your favorite driver's not there. So you want every driver to race. Alex Bowman um, won the race in the spring. He's out with concussion-like symptoms, unfortunate. But as you look at the odds here, Denny Hamlin, the favorite, Christopher Bell there, 8-1 to one behind him. Who stands out to you on the board? Do you think one of the favorites is going to come home with this thing, or are you looking down at some long shots? You know, for me, I did three radio shows yesterday, and they like to talk about odds, right? And every one of them said, well, we don't understand. Why is Denny Hamlin the favorite? And I said, every one of these shows, I said, Denny Hamlin is a guy who I would bet on. He is the guy I think should be the favorite. And I'll tell you why he's the favorite. Last year, he won this race. Now, Alex Bowman won in the spring Mm -hmm. at Las Vegas, but Denny won this race last year. The year before that, he was far and away the best car on the track in the South Point 400. His pit crew made a very poor 
decision. It was just it was just not good pit strategy. He ends up like 23rd with like 20 laps to go and raced all the way back to third place. He only couldn't get around two guys, Kurt Busch and Matt DiBenedetto. So here we've had two consecutive South Point 400s where the guy who's been the class of the field is Denny Hamlin. So why wouldn't you bet Denny mm -hmm. Hamlin if you want a better race winner? Uh, you know, one thing Brendan and I like to talk about on our show is we don't get into a lot of race winners. We love the group matchups, the head-to-head matchups, which are very similar to the props that you see during the Super Bowl because those are easy to win because, look, there's 36 guys out there. It's yeah. really hard to pick a winner. So what are some of the of the props that intrigue you for this race? Well, when we talk about props, what we'll do is we'll see what our group matchups are, and I haven't really looked that closely at our script, okay. but we have six groups that have four drivers in each group. So you can just bet that group, and you're usually going to get the guy who's the favorite is probably about plus 260, down to the person who's a long shot might be plus 360. Then you get driver head-to-head matchups. Usually there's someone on the plus line, someone's on the minus line. And then we also have props for the best manufacturer. So who's the highest finishing Ford? Who's the highest I finishing Toyota or the highest finishing Chevrolet? And then you get the odds there. So you're not trying to pick a guy against 35 other drivers. You're really just trying to either pick a guy against one driver, a guy against three drivers, or maybe just the guys who drive the same car that he does. So let's talk about the team aspect of this. And this was something that I was, was wondering about. And, you know, you feel free to go in as, as much depth of this as you want to. But if there's, if there's only eight guys that can still win this, but they're going to have teammates that are out there racing with it because it is a full field event. How much teamwork is going on here? How much is like, you know, because, I mean, well, at the end of the day. Well, there's a little bit of NASCAR controversy with going regards on this to week. teamwork this that week. That really kind of <laughs> happened this week at Charlotte mm -hmm. with Cole Custer. And NASCAR pretty much put their foot down and said this isn't going to happen because Cole Custer got fined $100,000. His crew chief also got fined $100,000. Now, $200,000 may not sound like a lot to some people in professional sports, but let me tell you, these car owners, and it's Tony Stewart of all people who used to race himself, they're not happy about this. And if you look at the video, it certainly does look a little bit fishy. But for the most part, you don't see this happen because a lot of it is these guys have a mutual respect level, and you never know when you might be racing for that team two years from now. Mm -hmm. Or maybe next year you're the guy running for the championship, and you wanted, you don't want to be treated that way. So gotcha. for the most part, these guys actually do pretty much stay on the straight and narrow in that regard. They're not going to go and try to screw somebody else to help their teammate. They will probably get out of the way and let these guys race for it. Okay, then how about this? On the flip side, maybe not to help a team teammate are there guys that hate each other out there though that you might like do something because you dislike that other guy no question okay there's no <laughs> question about that in fact okay. you will hear these guys in the regular season they'll say look I haven't forgotten about this. Okay. And when I get him, it's going to be when it hurts the most. Okay. Right. And we saw that happen about four or five years ago at Martinsville Speedway. We'd had a race at Kansas where Matt Kenseth got into the back of Joey Logano. Uh, I'm sorry, Joey Logano got into the back mm -hmm. of Matt Kenseth, spun, spun Matt Kenseth out, really knocked him out of the playoffs. Well, mm -hmm. two weeks later, they're racing at Martinsville, Virginia, <laughs> and Matt Kenseth is four laps down, and he goes into turn three and had no brake pedal. He, on purpose, he just drove Logano straight into the wall while Logano oh was gosh. leading the race, and it knocked Logano out of the playoffs. I respect that. This I respect that. I like holding a good grudge. I like that. That's good stuff. Like, this is... I mean, NASCAR in general is fascinating to me because of just how much mental fortitude it takes to be able to drive that fast and be able to hand handle the danger aspect of it. Like, so much more than any other sport, it's incredible. Well, you know, I, some people ask me, are race car drivers athletes? And, and this is my answer to them. You, what is an athlete? They have to have strength. They have to have endurance. They have to have great hand-eye coordination. Tell me one of those three that a race car driver doesn't have to have. Now, mm. Is a golfer an athlete? Is an offensive right guard an athlete? A right guard can't run the 40 and 4-4, four, four, and pro most of them can't dunk a basketball, but guess what? We consider them athletes, right? So an athlete doesn't have to be able to dunk a basketball, hit a 400-foot home run, or run the 40 in 4.4 seconds. So I think these guys are definitely athletes, and what they do, it's quite a specialized skill because – we think it may look easy because we get out here on the freeway and we drive whatever speed we drive. I'll tell you, you get in there and you're running 200 miles an hour with mm -hmm. 35 other cars and you're, you're like an right. inch from each other's bumper and from the side. Number one, you better trust the other guys that are out there. Mm -hmm. But there takes a lot of talent, skill in, in doing that. So I absolutely believe they're athletes, just maybe not in the sense that, you know, we think of Michael Phelps, for right. example.
Do we still have tickets available for we the event? We do have tickets available Can for the race. Can you talk a little bit about just the in the in person experience? Because like the the one thing about a NASCAR race, like you, like you said, you can you can watch on TV all you want to, and you can like think you have an idea of what it's all about, but it's just a different animal. Well, and I'll tell you what I like to compare that to, and Stormy, you'll appreciate this. I like to compare it to hockey because I think there's a lot of people that if you watch hockey and you've only watched hockey on television, mm-hmm. you cannot appreciate how fast the guys skate, how fast that puck moves, and sometimes you can't follow the puck. NASCAR or any form of motorsports is the same way. When you watch it on television, they're all running the same speed. So it's mm-hmm. all relative, right? When you sit there and watch it live and you're sitting still and a car goes by you doing 200 miles per hour, you go, oh, mm-hmm. okay now. Now I, now I see what this is all about. And I think NASCAR is a great in-person mm-hmm. live event that sometimes doesn't always translate to TV unless mm-hmm. you are a fan of the sport. Party and you atmosphere, have right? Like- well, and you absolutely get that. Mm-hmm. It creates a totally different atmosphere and I I've been to a few NASCAR races and I like completely agree from the hockey side of things like the physicality that you see and how tough it is really to do what those hockey players are doing on ice is a special thing I wanted to ask and maybe this is like a silly thing but Devontae Adams was supposed to be in the pace car right is that still the plan Devontae is still driving the pace car I was texting with him last night yeah and uh, we had great uh text conversation last night and we are a hundred percent for Devontae coming and driving the pace car look we know what happened. We saw what happened on mm-hmm. TV. That's an unfortunate situation, and I, I'm very fortunate that I've gotten to spend some time with Devontae, and yeah. I'll tell you, I think anybody who has ever spent 10 minutes with him knows what kind of guy he is. Mm-hmm. And, I, and like, I've been around professional sports a long time. I was a sports writer once. I covered the Redskins. I was in NFL locker rooms. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I will put Devontae Adams among the top five NFL football players in mm-hmm. terms of a human being, character, and personality of anyone I've ever met. And so I'm excited that Devontae's coming out. I'm glad that he didn't want to not do it after what happened, and we're looking forward to having him. Absolutely. What a dream team. Devontae Adams and Brent Musburger out there at the track. Yeah, we got a lot of others coming out, too. got a couple of NBA guys. uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson are coming out. Uh, Derek England's going to come out, be part of our festivities. Uh, Ricardo Laguna, the BMX Mm legend, is going to be out. Uh, I think Vince Vaughn might be coming to the race uh, on Sunday. So you never know who's going to show up at the racetrack. There There you go. Jeff, Mm -hmm. really, really appreciate you for doing this. Thank you. Have fun this weekend. Thank you guys for having me. Everybody tune in to Gone Racing. We'll be up shortly. Absolutely. Wherever you get your podcasts. Every day, it's awesome stuff. Um, Jeff Motley and uh, can confirm on Devontae Adams, by the way. Actually, the first interview I ever did with a professional athlete was with Devontae, and he was fantastic to me, so appreciate it. We will be back with more VSIN Final Countdown after a quick break. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Compete for cash and a grand prize trip to Vegas with the Modelo Fight to the Top series. Enter nine free fantasy football contests and rise to the top of the leaderboard to claim your share of $5,000 in weekly prizes and a grand prize trip to Vegas. Head to DraftKings.com slash NFL. Now to get in the action, Modelo, the official beer of fans with a fighting spirit, 21 and up only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. You'd probably, you'd probably rather win 5,000 Modellos, right? Oh, yes. I, mean, I, I, mean, I would, yeah, yeah. if we're being honest. You're like, keep the money, just send me 5,000 Modellos. You have no idea what a pain in the rear end I am to my family every weekend that we're out getting Modellos and I have to make a trip to the store to get limes. Like, I need mm-hmm. my limes. Yeah. It's a critical ad. One of my, one of the highlights, and I say this, uh, you know what? I don't want to talk trash about this. It just, it was something I saw at G2. I'll just leave it at that, right? Okay. Was, so it's, it's majority is like gaming stuff, right? But it's also, you're trying to sell things to people who run casinos and bars and stuff and things like that. So one of his things was called like the ultimate slicer. And it was just like a thing where you drop a lime or a lemon because, mm-hmm. you know, so many drinks yeah. at bars are made with limes. You just drop the lime or lemon in there, and it automatically just <laughs> – and, and it would it, – it, you could make it either wedges or you could make it – like so it would have, like, the variable, variable different ways that you could lop cool. up the fruit. Yeah. That reminds me of something you would see on an infomercial. And so it was like he had a whole booth there to, like, sell that. And I was like, hey, man, I know you've probably done this a thousand times already, and I'm not – I don't work for a casino, nor am I going to buy one of these things. Please but show me how I would it love works. To see this thing in, yeah, I would love to see this thing in action. Sure enough. He lopped it up into wedges, just poof, 
bam, just right that, there. That would be perfect for yeah. my household. Unfortunately, he's only trying to sell them to casinos and not I to know. the regular household consumer because needs, your girl would have been all needs, over that. He needs he needs an at-home version Clearly. of this thing. Yes. Uh, but we have a lot of great games coming up in college football this weekend. A ton of potential ranked-on-ranked crime, including what again, everybody's talking about Alabama-Tennessee this weekend, and mm-hmm. even we have talked about it. But I think that Oklahoma State, TCU – Two undefeated nationally ranked teams going head-to-head. That could end up being the game of the weekend, in my opinion. And this line may be a little bit of an overreaction to the win over Kansas. I'm trying to figure that out in my head. Like, I think that the top five teams in the Big 12 are all very much in line with one another. Very even strength on strength. Okay. So, you're are you buying into the whole TCU offense is, like, the greatest thing we've seen so far this well, year? Does that Does that... Does that resonate with you? So in part, uh, like Max Duggan and what he's done, 14 touchdowns, only one interception. He's really thrived in Sonny Dyke's system. It feels like uh, this is an offense that leads the FBS in yards per play at this point. And they're having a lot of success for a reason. But Oklahoma State is supposedly like the class of the conference right now. And they mm-hmm. are the highest ranked team. And I don't, ugh, I don't know. I just have a hard time with this one. But I think it's going to be a really, really entertaining game. Adam, unfortunately, Adam Burke, who we had on earlier in hour one of the show, I know his lean was to the under of the 68 and a half. And I think that these offenses are going to go like back and forth, certainly. But Oklahoma State is the number one team in the country on third down defense, which could make life a little bit difficult for this Horned Frogs team. Yeah, I'm... I have a I have a kind of a belief after watching them for the last couple of weeks. So I want to see if this was if all the hype was was real. And I kind of am buying in on TCU, on TCU a little you bit. Are? Yeah, like I'm kind of well, buying. Well, the number in has gone T- in that direction. Like I'm kind of buying in on TCU a little bit. I really did like what I see. I like the creativity. I like the different things that you know. Look, that's the one thing about college football that you just don't get from the NFL, right? It's like they're. The creative play callers, and, and and probably just because they work more in college football, because you know whatever kids less disciplined, mm-hmm. less experience, et cetera, et cetera. But like you, the creativity from the offenses or whatever. And I I really did like what I see from saw from TCU over the last couple of weeks. Another game that intrigued me this week was Minnesota six and a half point favorite at number twenty four Illinois. Super low total, thirty nine and a half in this one. It's a Saturday noon Eastern kickoff on Big Ten Network. The Gophers were four and zero before they fell to Purdue on October. First, they're coming off the bye week. In that game, Mohamed Ibrahim w- was not there, right? So he's expected to be back. He's a game time decision going into that last game. And he takes off so much pressure from Tanner Morgan, who had a really bad performance that game. I I, I think that this number is very appropriate. And I know some people do not, but I really like Minnesota in this spot, especially since it's ticked down from the six and a half. You are not looking to play this one, is what you're saying. I don't know if I am, but I think if I did, I would go Minnesota. So you're 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 the six when you say like it you feels appropriate, but under a touchdown, it would be way more appealing to yes. you than if this thing moves. And yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah? I like just Mo Ibrahim is just a next level player. He mm-hmm. changes the entire outlook of the way that that offense is able to maneuver. Like I was looking through Tanner Morgan's numbers in that game through three interceptions, no touchdowns. It didn't help the defensively. Like I don't think I've ever seen Minnesota miss so many tackles as they did in that game. So if they get things together, they've had the extra week to prepare. Now it is on the road. It is against a nationally ranked team, but like all of my leans in this game feel like Minnesota is the play. I just hope that I'm not like, building a trap for myself here with this one. Well, what about, what about Penn state and Michigan? We're sitting here with both of these. This is what we were talking about. Like we, if you mentioned, if you remember us talking about this like three weeks ago, where there was all that jumble at the top and, and all those teams that run a few were like, listen, this is going to naturally work itself out because a lot of these teams are going to play each other. A lot of these teams are in the same conference right. and stuff. So here, herein lies one of these games where it's like, okay, we knew that Michigan and Penn State were going to play each other. So we knew somebody was going to go down as it was anyway. So here they are, both meeting at an undefeated right now. Michigan sitting in that five spot in the polls. Penn State sitting at the 10 spot in the polls. We see Michigan about a full touchdown favorite in this thing. Well, so my thing is, yeah, Michigan's undefeated, but like they haven't really played anybody to mm-hmm. this point. And so... 
this is another one of those games that's kind of tough for me. Like, we know James Franklin's record against top 10 teams is not very good. Um, but I kind of lean Penn State here, plus the points, even though it is on the road. Michigan, this is Penn State's going to be Michigan's first real test to this point. And I could see this being a closer down to the wire type of a game. I don't know if that's crazy to think about, but I could see this being below a touchdown, maybe a field goal either way type of a spot. I honestly, like, I think Michigan wins the game, but it's by a field goal. Okay. All right, I'm I'm fine with that. So your you, your lean is to take the points. Yeah, you're I right. haven't bet this game though. Full disclosure, I have not. So we get a good performance out of Texas, and everyone's like, Texas is back, right? And then like you know, it's kind of this whole deal. They're four and two, up and down. Do you believe in Texas being back, or are you looking in the opposite direction here? I do, uh, but 16 is a lot of points, and. Iowa State either way. They're not scoring a lot of points, but they're not giving up a ton of points either, largely. Um, but Texas. I feel like Iowa's defense is too good. To, I mean, Iowa State's defense is too good to let this get out of hand. That's right. Yeah, I feel like 16, considering Iowa State's defense, and I mean, like the slugfest games that they've played to this point feels like a lot. But with Quinn Ewers back in the fold, they're obviously a different, a different caliber of offense as well with he's clicking. What do you think, like next year, Quinn Ewers has to still be the guy, right? Yeah. Like, even with Arch Manning coming in, well, it's unless, only like, for part one of the year. Deal, well, I mean, unless part of the deal was, like, that you're going to be you're a day one starter. From day one, yeah. And, it, it, listen, for the number one prospect in quite a while, that might have been part of the deal. Like, they might have just said, like, Well, I hey, think look. that's the expectation, right? But at the yeah. same point, why do you go out and get Quinn Ewers in the transfer portal when he, too, was that caliber of athlete coming out of high school? That's I don't think the expectation. you can ever collect enough talent. Right. I mean, <laughs> you just like you will always welcome talent if they want to come. I your... don't think Texas is back back, but they're they're back. They're I back. Think, I think Iowa State is like <laughs> they're getting back. I think is that Iowa a better State way is, to put it. I think Iowa State is like close to to like being not good, like not like not we're going to talk about them as like, you know, a contender or something. But like, I think that they're like close enough to to being above average to where 16 points is too. I think they're like, I think they're close. Okay. Kansas at Oklahoma this weekend oh, as well. We know. Real quick. Yeah. Two run shot in the bottom of the six. Houston takes the three to two lead. Was that Jordan Alvarez again? Jordan of Alvarez course. again. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wrecking the souls of Seattle yes. Mariners fans yet again. Still a lot of baseball. 104 miles an hour off the bat, and he puts it 3-2 in the in the uh, bottom of the What sixth. has been up with this velocity lately? I don't know if you have an opinion on this Kansas-Oklahoma game. Uh, the beat reporter that reported that uh, Jalen Daniels is going to be done for the year with his shoulder issue, and then he's like, oh, that's news to me. And he's even, like, posting pictures in the coach's room this week with his arms up, like, oh, no, my shoulder's not that bad. I think the expectation is for the, the backup to be in here and that Dylan Gabriel is back based on the number that we see here at yeah. minus nine. That being said, I, 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 I'm still taking the points. This Oklahoma team has just shown us time and time again that they're going to not show up when they should show up. I mean, like, not, I was, I mean, double digits would be like a, I'd actually play this. Like, if it was double digits, then nine is like that funky, like, eh, you know, whatever. But certainly, certainly feels like this is a Kansas or pass game. And I'm not trying to sound funny, but like, Jalen Daniels' backup played. Really well. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> fine. Last week, yeah. so uh, I don't think it. I mean, it's obviously a drop off from one of the top three quarterbacks throughout this point um, in the season, but he played very good. You wonder how much of that is adrenaline uh, being in that situation, but yeah, Kansas plus the point seems like an attractive spot here. We're gonna get back to NFL though um, after a quick break here. We still have prop watch ahead because Thursday night football. Is an interesting hey, one tonight. I have a prop play in this game. I made a bet. I have an actual bet in my account. I have two that I love and oh. a couple more that are like question marks. Okay. But Thursday night football we'll conversation ahead. Bears commanders get excited. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go-to sports book for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Cheer them on. BetRivers.com. I feel like that was good for like the prop one. That's what we need. That's what's missing. Yeah. Um, Thursday night football coming up tonight. I'll do it live. I'll do it live every time. Do it live. Yeah, every time. Washington Commanders, a one-point favorite in Chicago, taking on the Bears tonight. And it's time for Prop Watch, as you just heard in a creepy whisper from my co-host Matt mm-hmm. here, Matt Brown and Stormy Tony, with you as we wrap up hour two of the program. And we both have a couple props that did intrigue us tonight in this game. We both lean Commanders. Um, as far as the total goes, I mean, you could really convince me either way in this one. It is a low total primetime unders 11 and five to this point. Um, I'm staying away from the total personally. I do have a small bet on the commanders, but nothing, nothing too crazy for this one. It's going to be a, a ugly game tonight. I can just feel it. Yeah. I'm, you know, again, a like Thursday night's football special, decent, decent lean to commanders just because again, it's like, you know, I also got the plus one, mind you, on Washington as well. Yeah, like it, it, decent lean, but not enough to where I want to put it in the account. I mean, it's it's one of the, like it, I think they're the better if we have to, if we have to. Okay, defenses are equal, and if I had to pick between two bad offenses, I would take that bad offense over the other bad offense because at least we do have some like like I said, some semblance of life out of the Commanders like, in a couple of games this year, right? So that's just that's the lean, but again, just it's so gross. Um, I did play a prop in this, however, and I did play the Carson Wentz over passing yards. It was at 217 and a half. It's at 220 and a half now, but my projection has this in listen, this is not a huge edge by any stretch, but for Island games, sometimes we look to just have a little bit of action. We want some rooting interest, Stormy. And skin in the game, baby. I had it at like 242 and a half, like 242 yards for Carson Wentz. And so again, not a huge edge here by any stretch of the imagination. And again, this could get, this could get kind of gross because Chicago, if they do happen to get a lead in this thing could really, really look to just take the air Mm -hmm. out of the ball. Right. And like Carson Wentz might get robbed of a possession or two in this game because the Bears actually run the ball effectively, and of course we know that's just going to turn the clock and and all that. But I, if 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 we lean Commanders, which we do, they're going to have to have success with Carson Wentz throwing the ball. It's a fairly low total. I understand there is some win concern here. Everything I keep reading is like 
gusts of 15 miles an hour. And like, as we've talked about before, like you're really only worried about like sustained winds approaching 20. And like when the gusts get into like the 30 mile an hour range, like that's when it can really affect how the ball is going to move and all things like, you know, gusts at 15 isn't anything that we're really anything we're really worried about. And this is also one of those things where we can, we actually have historical data on this. So I'm not trends guy. I talk about this, but this is just historical data that is Mm. actually just factual. That doesn't change year to year because it's, it doesn't matter what team it is, right? It's like weather is weather and just affects teams the way it is. Like, so it does not, it does not get into where the scoring gets affected unless we're looking at like 20 mile an hour sustained wins. That's when we really need to like start to, I was questioning where you were going with that. I was like, this is where are we going? No, but okay. This is where we need, like, this is where we really need to start. Like, okay, yeah. now we're going to like really worry about this, right? But like gusts of 15 miles an hour, like that happens every week in the NFL. Like if this was on a sun, like, so if this was on a full slate of Sunday games, the fact that there will be gusts to 15 miles an hour wouldn't even be discussed, but it's like, since it's an Island game, we have to hyper-focus on right. it and break down every single little thing. And so that's why it's getting talked about. But um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not a big thing for me. So I don't think it's going to affect the passing game too much. And so over the two seventeen and a half. Well, me. another thing that you mm. inadvertently set me up for when you mm. talk about being, you know, robbed of possessions, mm. I think that he might, Rob himself of a possession in this game as well. I took Carson Wentz over an interception tonight at minus 130. You know, we've been riding the train with Matt Stafford this mm-hmm. year and cashing those props, going back to the well with Wentz here. Six interceptions in five games. Had at least one in all but one game. And you would think, as we talked with Steve Buchanan about on the show yesterday, hmm, that's probably because he's under pressure so much. And he is. And the Bears don't really have that as a strength. But actually, no, one of those, only one of those six sacks has come under pressure, which tells us what we already know is that Carson Wentz is a guy that makes unforced errors. We saw that at the end of the game last week that cost the commanders a game against the Titans. My guy just loves snatching defeat from the jaws of victory every now and then. But I think that he's good for at least one interception this game. He's going to be throwing the ball. If he's going to get that yardage, I think that he also makes a mistake in this one. Bears are also, mind you, top 10 in takeaways. The commanders team turnover margin minus seven second worst in the league because they're turning the ball over on offense and not creating takeaways getting those extra possessions back so my favorite prop on the day is Carson Wentz to throw a pick yeah and I mean look look I, I understand a lot of the statistic has to do with the fact that they have been trailing so often in games yeah. but they throw at the third highest rate in mm-hmm. all of the NFL and as far as a percentage percentage of their plays that they run and so with that, again, the more you throw, the more, more chances there are to be interceptions and stuff. And I understand they, they, like, they might not be forced into that situation tonight because they are playing one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFL, but they still have a propensity to want to throw the ball mm-hmm. more. And so I think that that does lean in your favor. Too. Another prop I think some people listening might think, Stormy, well, what are we doing here? Maybe don't do that. But I did take Darnell Mooney over 44 and a half Stormy, receiving what are you yards doing? in this one. Why, why are you I doing also this? lean the over his longest reception at 20 and a half yards. I think it's worth a look. Over the last three weeks, he's had a 28% target share. And maybe that means nothing to you when you consider the passing volume that the Bears have had. Worst yeah. pass game in that the NFL. That means he got target. Yes, yeah. okay. Um, but Fields, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, has been throwing a little bit more. First two, three games, it was basically non-existent. Last Last two games, we've seen the uptick, especially the second half of last week. Fields had his first 200-yard game at Minnesota, and I think that trend continues, and if it does, Mooney should at least be a beneficiary of that. And here's the kicker. Six of the 16 targets that have come Mooney's way to this point have been deep threat targets. So they've been of 20-plus yards downfield, had the 38-yard catch last week, 56 yards against the Giants the week prior, and the commanders have been carved up on long receptions this year. So I don't think it takes a lot for him to potentially get there. I I don't mind you splitting it. I definitely like the longest reception one better than just the yards in total because like I just don't know how many looks he's going to get or whatever. But like you said, when he gets it, he gets it. I mean, so as far as he pops for two good runs, that would be nice. And we've seen like, we've seen some, uh, we've seen this like uptrend for him as well. So the percentage of air yards, which again, they're not putting it up very often. So it's going to be skewed way more towards the guy that goes downfield. But you know, in week three, 44% 44% of the air yards went to Darnell Mooney. Then in week four and five, 57% and 59% of the air yards went to Darnell Mooney. So again, when you're 
it's it, it skewed higher because they don't throw it very often. So if he's the only guy going down the field, he's going to get 59% of the It's area. killing me. I can't remember the name of the writer who posted mm-hmm. this on Twitter, but he's from CBS Sports. He talked about players that are being missed the most mm-hmm. by their quarterbacks. And Justin Fields has been largely the most inaccurate quarterback in the NFL behind Baker Mayfield to this point. Um, so he's just been missed a lot. I think if you get the ball in the vicinity of Mooney, he's got a better opportunity to actually capitalize. <laughs> and then in that finally, instance. we keep giving this caveat of like, yes, they don't throw a lot, but still, but so it's ticking up that said of dropbacks, He's been out on the field for 94% of dropbacks mm-hmm. in week two, 96% of dropbacks in week three, 90% of dropbacks in week four, and then he was out there for 100% of the passing downs in week five as well. So, again, you're at least you have the guy that is always out there as well. Absolutely. Uh, David Montgomery, I took his under rush yards as well, 63 and a half. He's only gone over this number once in four games, had 20 rush yards on 12 attempts last week against Minnesota, 1.7 yards per carry average. He's now under four yards per carry for the year, been hit at or behind the line of scrimmage all the time. I'd be way more scared of him in the receiving game than I would in the rushing game. And Brian Robinson starting tonight rep- reportedly um, for the commanders, which I mean, what a cool story that he has. I saw plus 265 for an anytime touchdown for him earlier today. I know that's ticked down a little bit. I think it's plus 225 largely, but how cool would that be for him to have a touchdown tonight? I think it's very possible. The the other interesting thing about that is, like I was mentioned, it's a it's certainly a middling defense so far for Washington, but they have been much, much better against the run. And actually, from a DVOA standpoint, they're, they're sixth overall in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if you take a look at what they've done really well as well, is it's just their yards per rush down. Tenth in the NFL as well, and early down success has been keeping these teams on short runs early down or on early downs as well. So, yeah, I mean, that, that certainly leans. And real quick to wrap up the show, of course, the South Point 400 here in Vegas this weekend. And our pro tip in NASCAR, we had from our good friend Jeff Motley earlier today, that you might be able to find better value on drivers in certain prop markets than just betting the winner. There's a lot more opportunity, whether it's in groups, whether it's in Head you know, to heads, sl- yes, exactly. maker of the car, all the different things like yeah, that. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot more opportunity to actually win your bet. So an interesting technique there from Jeff. That's a wrap for us today on VSIN Final Countdown. But keep it locked on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.